0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: At Elimination Chamber, it's the Usos take on the tag team champ Shane O'Mac and the men's. Hey. They calling themselves the, uh, the best tag team in the world, Oost. Hey, that's what they say. But you know what I say, Oost, that? On one hand, we got a cat trying to make his daddy proud. That's the Miz. And on the other hand, we got a cat who say his boyhood dream was to become tag team champion. That's Shane McMahon. Now they saying they the best in the world. That sound very familiar. Hey. I mean, it sound like they trying to be, uh, mean, uh, you. But it don't matter Cause this tag team right here Different Uh huh This tag team Is different Yeah This tag team know how to struggle together Do you This tag team know how to starve Do you This tag team know how to be hot And be cool at the same time uh, Yes sir Hey this tag team I'm my brother's keeper Are you I told them They don't know But they are Cause next week McMahon's TV is about to get locked down. Shane, the Miz, welcome to the Old Soul Penitentiary. <laughs> What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 142 of the Hoots Podcast, live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, goddamn every podcast platform known to God's green earth.
0: The one really called Overcast?
1: Yeah, I think Overcast and uh, Breaker I think that's what it's called. Oh, Podbean too, that's another place where people upload their shows. So yeah, anywhere you have a podcast, you can probably find our show. Uh, Anyways, welcome to the show everybody. My name's Josh Lopez. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Hoots Podcast.
0: I am alongside the clown prince, Adam Daly. What's up, my brother? Josh, what's going on? Hey, listen, first and foremost, let's get this out of the way. Um, I love admitting when I'm wrong and I was a little off about my Super Bowl prediction. Not not the winner, obviously, but um, yeah, yeah so much for that being the highest scoring <laughs> or one of the highest scoring Super Bowls in history, huh? I yeah. missed that just a bit. but um, Just yeah, than, a bit outside. Other than that, trying to figure out if we even watched a, a football game or if that was a scrimmage, and um, yeah, got some <laughs> wrestling in this week, I guess. So I guess we, we get on with it. Your
1: your prediction was off, and my level of personal interest in the game never wavered <laughs> while it was going on. <laughs> this shows two that, things. It was a low bar for my interest in both teams that I were right. playing.
0: So <laughs> Listen, this shows two things. If you guys have paid attention to anything I've talked about football-wise all season long, American football-wise, uh, when it comes to the Raiders, I'm always dead on. The rest of the league, I don't know shit. So at least you know what I mean. At least I know my t- what I care about. That's all. So, you can say that about a lot of people, though, and a lot of things too. Yeah, I don't try to pretend to be like I. Who didn't think it was going to be higher scoring than that? You know, was it like three nothing? I heard. Oh God, man. I don't know. I I kind of get this nice, like, little chuckle inside
1: that the Patriots won the Super Bowl in the Falcons uh, Stadium
0: after what happened a couple years ago. So, I'm trying to figure out what's going. The Falcons Stadium (laughs) is busy, man. It's a busy looking stadium. Yeah, it looks like an origami thing came to life. Like a little kid wished an origami creature would like come to life as a as a stadium, and fucking yeah. grew up into the Atlanta Falcons new stadium.
1: Mm-hmm. Like let's say like the Patriots or like John Cena and John Cena actually beat CM Punk
0: in Chicago. Like that, that's how I feel when I watch the Patriots. It's um, well, it, it's interesting living in Pittsburgh, uh, listening to all the chatter about Brady and. They're six Super Bowls versus the Steelers six Super Bowls now, and
1: hey, I don't—they—they're I, the last team that should be whining about anything. They got enough issues that they need to fix. First off, oh, we want six titles, but we can't even control our own fucking divas on our own,
0: <laughs> own roster. You know, bro, last thing about this, and this is actually a, a couple of the people that I spoke with. That you know, just kind of wanted to see how they were feeling about it, and they were Steelers fans. They brought up a really good point, and they were like, "Listen, I hate to say this, but he's going to get seven. And I'm like, like, what do you mean? And he was like, just think about it. He was like, this, what he, this was an off year for them. He was like, they weren't even. There was no way they that no business went in the Super Bowl this year. He was like, and you don't think he's just gonna get one more? He was like, he accidentally got one this year. And like, basically, either like Belichick or Brady, insert whoever you want to for he right there. But um, right. I heard that from a couple different people that that I thought would would be a little more upset about it or whatever. But they were just like, he's he's just gonna break the record now. So we're just you know kind of accepting it. It's pretty wild, man. It was wild. Probably because the no. game was so boring. People just got lulled into a sleep and they're like, whatever. It's just take yeah. it. kind of reminds me
1: of uh, Derek Jeter a couple years ago when he won his um, World Series against the Phillies, I think it was, a few years back. Like – they had that first like three p, and they had their little dicey going on, and then it was just like one in between. And the Yankees weren't even that great, to be honest with you, that year. The Phillies was like the hot start team. And, hey, that was like ten years ago. So, guys, don't don't come for me to uh, for baseball uh, analysts or expertise because my <laughs> not not my interest, but my attention to what's going on with baseball has been long gone for the last couple years. Yeah, I
0: haven't watched baseball in this decade <laughs> so, <laughs> so i'm i'm out of that conversation
1: all right uh besides the game uh what did you think about the nfl uh 100 commercial did you get to see
0: that nope no nope oh, wait is that the one that had all the players in it yeah I mean, the ballroom was- or whatever and it was mm-hmm. um i don't know man i guess it's cool I it's it got to be a little much. Sometimes I think it's a little much, but at the same time, we when we see stuff like that for wrestling, we pop for it, you know, no, no matter what promotion it is. So it's like, you know, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't know. I just I'm not as I see through the the NFL's smoke and mirrors so much more now. You know, when you're older than when you're younger, and it's like I just don't want to. I don't want to deal with any of it. Just let my Raiders go play in a different baseball field in the Bay Area and let us be. They
1: made it very pointed with the Bears players in there because the NFL started with the Bears, so they're doing this whole centennial thing. The first person to speak is uh, Mike Singletary. The first tackle goes to Brian Urlacher. (laughs) Man, I'm surprised how fast Deion Sanders still is these days. (laughs) Jesus
0: Christ. (laughs) You know what's funny? For for somebody to knock Steeler fans a lot, Bears fans kind of sound a little bit like Steeler fans sometimes. Sometimes. In, in what ways, though? Because the Steelers will ultimately pull out. Look, this is why they the, this Steelers in this commercial with this point for this for this you get steel curtain and blah blah blah. But it's like, oh well, god, it, just it, let a commercial it, be and not dissect it. Come on now. I, I wasn't dissecting. Ah, uh, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it was probably by accident. It was some nerd with like fucking some ginger with curly ass right. hair, and it was like, oh no, I'm just gonna put this dude looks cool. I'm gonna put him first. Yeah. <laughs> he looks uh, like my he looks like my eighth grade shop teacher. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do they still teach wood shop or is that a very fucking nineties thing?
1: I wanted to um read a quote <laughs> today uh, from Corey Graves before we get into the wrestling talk. Uh you know we're gonna we're gonna get into what's going on with the matches heading up towards the elimination chamber and uh, catch up with what's going on with that. Uh, t- they're doing the AEW Las Vegas like ticket rally thing. I guess, I guess everything with AEW now is a rally, so uh, we they got this event going on in Vegas tonight. So I don't have any info as far as what their new announcement is, but we can talk a little bit about it towards the end of the show um, and. We're going to keep this a little short this week. I saw that I've got some stuff we got to get out of the way. Um, not, not saying that this was a bad week of wrestling or anything like that, but even then, like in these in between, uh, weeks, Drew a Chamber and a fast lane pay per view. Even for us podcasts, we have a hard times coming up with stuff to talk about, but oh, we're to I have some it. fun along the way anyway. Plus, we never really do go things by
0: off of script. So, uh, this is how our show is. Right, right, right. Plus, I'll admit, I am like, when I say I'm super swamped with work, it was like, I wasn't even in a way going to do the show this week, but with Valentine's Day next week, I might not be on next week's show. So, you know, we got to, I got to, you know, figure it out. So it might be two abbreviated appearances by me, which will only boost ratings. less I'm on here, the higher the ratings go. So.
1: Alright, let's read this from uh, Corey Grace real quick Uh, It is human nature to crave control Over all aspects of one's life It's only in letting go that one can enjoy The happiness that simplicity brings Do not attempt to stop the tides Learn to surf Hashtag stay down So I I I thought it was a, uh, a good Um
0: a good quote from Graves just, um, just to get you guys to think about stuff, you know. I'll piggyback off that with a quote from uh, from Maynard, James Keenan uh, Learn to swim. <laughs> uh, ties directly in. If you listen to Tool, you get it. That's mm-hmm. that's one that you either get it or that that, that air was like the, uh, yeah, and moment of the, of the thing. You either get it or you don't. Right. Learn to swim. Learn to swim.
1: Um uh, really quick, I wanted to mention this from the the Super Bowl. Um, I I don't know what it is like. Um, I'm I'm, I'm watching the game, and obviously there's been a lot of conversation about all oh, the game was boring or whatever that there wasn't enough so offense. It was um, horrible. I was like, I was watching a regular New England Patriots game, and it was like we had foxborough invade atlanta like every time they got first down you would think you you'd think it was the patriots home game by watching the game this past sunday Yeah, i, I, I thought That's that a stood hard. out to me it stood out to me a lot because a lot of people are trying to pump up the la market out all oh, Lebron's with the lakers the rams are a good football team the chargers are on the come up uh they got new stadiums they're building out there um you know, everything's about California trying to get it up to, like, more popularity than the East Coast. But uh, one thing I've always learned about sports, even for being 24 years old, is that L.A. goes like this up and down when it comes to their actual interests in their sports scenes. And I just found that very interesting that you have practically a road team. Quote unquote, in the Super Bowl, but most of their fans dominate the the city and the stadium that they're in.
0: Do you know what, though? In a way, like, I don't, I used to just be like, oh, that sucks. It's it's terrible market, horrible fans. But, like, in a way, if I lived in LA, I probably wouldn't give two shits what the Rams did. Or even if the Raiders were in town. Yeah, you know I mean, if I wasn't a Raiders fan, I wouldn't, you know, I, I, there's, because there's so much else to do. You know, people like, you know, the cities like Pittsburgh are so football passionate because what else do we have here? Farms? Let's go cow tipping. That's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. It's a, it people do this. Um, yeah. So I, that's why football so so big here. But in L.A., yeah, that's why it doesn't matter. It's sunny all the goddamn time. It's, it's gorgeous. Oh, the Rams are good. Cool. We'll be We'll be cool and trendy because that's what L.A. is cool trendy and we don't really know what's going on not trendy anymore oh, well jump right off that's yeah that's <laughs> but the NFO don't care because as long as they're getting that that jolt of that that big market jolt that that, that matters i guess i mm. uh, only i only remember cow tipping from the um tommy boy movie i never went cow tipping man I, listen there's I, I went to high school with with some some interesting kids um I heard stories, though, of, of – I went I went with a very eclectic group of individuals. But, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That, that's a thing. Um,
1: so let's get to um, what's going on with Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. This is the big angle, everybody. Uh, I don't know if you caught the wind of it, but Becky and Ronda are probably going to be the biggest angle going into WrestleMania this year. And I, I think it's really cool. Um I mean, we've been talking about this for over a year now, about the actual possibility of women closing out a WrestleMania. And it's more and more reality. uh, The more emphasis they put on and where they're putting these segments on. The fact that they even have Triple H come out in Everett, Washington to have a Mm -hmm. confrontation with Becky Lynch this past Tuesday on SmackDown adds more to the creeds of where this thing's going. Um, I want to give... I want to give shout outs to Bully Ray really quick because I heard uh, him on Busted up Open Radio the other day talking about kind of this mindset of, okay, we got to bring this down to bring something up. It's always kind of like we talked about in the past about, okay, this person's flavor, flavor of the month, so we got to like downgrade what their other challenger does at every single moment. I thought Ronda Rousey's promo backstage on Monday was awesome when mm-hmm. <laughs> she got it, to, uh, got it to Becky's face. But here we are again. It's like there's an article that came out uh, the other day on Fords saying that WWE has made Ronda Rousey the new Roman Reigns. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, where do you get that from? <laughs> well, so, I mean, so because you so anytime somebody's
0: booed <laughs> they're Roman Reigns. Yeah, because I was going to say because I saw something too that, and I apologize for this chirping. It's it's like one of those. It's not a smoke detector. It's like one of those whatever alarms that test for fucking gas or whatever. I don't know. I'm trying out a new. I'm trying out a studio room here today, gentlemen. I'm trying, to, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to get you know maybe a, a different uh, thing going on here. But um, no, listen, man. I saw this the connections, but or, or, or people connecting. Or Rhonda is is the new Brock, or Rhonda is the new this, or Becky is the new that, or Becky, you know, um. I think that in a way, you know, people are, again, people are always going gonna to try to compare and contrast, but at the same time, I think I agree with you about, about, you know, Rhonda. I mean, I, you know, she absolutely flubbed on a couple promos and I think she knows that and she's made the last couple count. Um, and I think both of these women have been elevating each other. You know, I really do. I think, you know, they, they're, they're playing off each other real well. Um, just Becky, you know, how she just never breaks, never seemingly breaks character, never breaks, you know, expression. Um, it doesn't matter how intense somebody is with you know with her, or in her face or anything like that. Um, I don't know man I mean I think everyone's coming out smelling like roses I, I, and this is the one thing I'll say and I'm sure this is the next you know probably talking point, but um, I absolutely as a fan want it to stay Rhonda and Becky. you know what I mean I think that's just that's just what it should be. Um, if Charlotte gets put in, I mean, I, under, I totally understand from a business standpoint and I, and I won't be upset about it either. You know, I'm not gonna be one of these fans that like freaks out or whatever, you know, if that means that we get women main eventing a WrestleMania, regardless of whether it's one-on-one or a triple threat, I'm game, you know what I mean? I am absolutely game. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Where, so where do you think they go with that? Do you think they keep it just Becky and, you know, as of right now, just Becky and Ronda or does Charlotte get in, inserted in here?
1: um I'm, I'm, I think they'll add Charlotte to this and I think this has been more of a longer term story more than just the Becky Charlotte rivalry before they got interacted with Rhonda. I think this goes back all the way to their, uh, WrestleMania. Match that they stole, uh, WrestleMania 32, mm-hmm. uh, a, a few years back. And you have ATT Stadium and you got Charlotte, Becky and Sasha in front of the stadium. And they're one of the more, they're one of the big, this is like the first time the women were a marquee for WrestleMania and Charlotte ended up winning the, uh, the first, uh, women's championship, right? right. And th- this is whole this is for the, uh, split started again. And, um, I think this is all leading to the whole. The whole story it, it writes itself. Think about it. Charlotte was always topping Becky when it mattered the most. Becky had enough of it. She lashed out. Never like, oh, I'm just gonna be a heel. She just has the chip on her shoulder. Yada yada yada. We know the whole drill. Charlotte and Becky have their feud. Becky ends up being the champion. Uh, Becky and Charlotte get jealous over Ronda's uh, marketability and her getting bigger spotlights on pay-per-views and stuff. I think this all clashes with each other. I, I really do. And I, and if the story is that, okay, you have the Ronda Rousey factor of what people want to see, but you also got the storytelling aspect of these to, like, you can't get enough of each other. Charlotte and Becky is like Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Like, like they can't get rid of each other. They have to fight each other. Think about the WrestleMania that Benoit became the champion, and it was like Triple H and um, Shawn Michaels kept fighting each other. Even though Shawn Michaels didn't win the Rumble, he, got, he found a way in the match. Now, I'm not saying that Ronda Rousey is... The shawn Michaels in this
0: situation. I'm just saying in general. We're kind of like, saying she's the Benoit in this situation, <laughs> but we're just not let that one pass. <laughs> I mean,
1: they do have submission holes. I mean, <laughs> let's <laughs> stop. What are you do Actually, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I think Charlotte is going to be added to it, whether people like it or not.
0: I mean, in 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 a way. Not to sit there and just keep stuttering. I mean, you, you kind of would have expected. We, we in a way, thought it was just going to be Charlotte versus Ronda. So, Becky, I hate to say this, but Becky's the one that kind of changed plans, right? She's the She really did. Like, yeah. you know, they, as much as fans want to say WWE, well, they don't listen. They don't listen to fans. I mean, realistically, we all thought, and, and I don't know. And it was probably, probably, and, and, you know, that, this doesn't mean anything, but... I, I would be willing to bet that it was probably Ronda versus Charlotte etched in for WrestleMania, and and that was going to be the match. But then Becky happened, right? Then the man happened, and like they always say, oh, they don't listen to the fans. This is more of we got we, we should appreciate the fact that Becky. And I'm not saying I mean, this isn't taking anything away from Becky because she earned that spot in there. But sometimes this is what you know they're they're not just going to replace Charlotte and just do like a switcheroo. Because it, you know that there's still a reason why, whether you like it or not, she's, she is a flair. You know what I mean? You're getting wrestling royalty. You're getting yeah. um, a wrestling purist, in a way, out of Becky Lynch. And then you're getting a crossover from UFC. So you're kind of getting one style of every wrestler that every internet mark goes nuts about, right? And you're putting him into a triple threat. And, and, and if that is the first women's match to ever headline a WrestleMania – that's exactly the prototype that you want for that because that you're showcasing the three different variations of of, of athletes that you have. So yeah. I, I don't know. That, that's just my I, take on it. You know.
1: Uh, I, I agree with you, brother. I I maybe my analogy I should have used more was um not Benoit. Tista, um, Batista, <laughs> Randy Orton. Um, <laughs> cause people are going after Rhonda like they went after Batista, and Randy's the, um, second generation guy that keeps getting into Daniel Bryan's way, like Charlotte, yada, yada, yada. So that, I guess that's the better analogy to use in this situation. But I, for me, I just don't see Daniel Bryan as, becky lynch i don't correlate those two characters together i think the man serves a bigger purpose for the future of the women's division more than a yes movement just to say oh okay hey indie guys can main event of wrestlemania
0: right no daniel bryan was the underdog becky lynch is the outlaw there's you know i guess that's that's the difference right there you know um you know i guess uh I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't. And of course, everyone's going to instantly go back to that one because that was the most recent, you know, that's the most recent time people can remember. Well, which is kind of BS, too, because if you look at it, the very next year, uh, they and I don't want to say they gave. Obviously, it's the man earned it. But when they decided to uh, cash in money in the bank at WrestleMania, that was absolutely, I think, listening to the fans. You know, I I really think they knew that it was it, it was time to take the gamble and they had the right person and they had, you know, it was just the right scenario where. It was high risk, high reward, you know, or it was more low risk at that time than in high reward. So, um, yeah. and I think it paid off in spades for them. So that, you know, this is the same kind of scenario, but, but everybody remembers the Daniel Bryan moment, you know, because, because it was, it was a longer burn. You know, Seth Rollins came in and kind of stole with money in the bank. We had to, you know, we, I don't say we had to, like it was bad. Like, but you know, we went through the, the Daniel Bryan storyline of him being an underdog where this is, is something that's in my opinion, totally different. This is the outlaw and why the, the Austin comparisons are coming in.
1: I want to bring up Seth Rollins really quick, brother. Um, this is this is something I've been thinking about for the last couple of weeks. And, you know, Seth Rollins wins the Men's Royal Rumble match. He's going to fight Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And I think this journey that Seth Rollins has been on since uh, coming back from the um, the knee surgery, and this is where he's gone from. So think about this. So he comes back. He beats Triple H. <laughs> At WrestleMania a couple years ago. One of the few guys to, like, a current guy to beat Triple H on a main stage like that. Like, Seth Rollins gets a big rub there, right? Uh, he has that robbery with Triple H, which was one of my one of my favorite WrestleMania matches over the last couple years. Rolling Triple H, I thought that was really good. Uh, last year, he won the uh, Intercontinental Championship. Uh, he started off the show. And now he's getting a chance to main event. Uh, WrestleMania and, and whether he beats Brock Lesnar or not, we'll see what happens. But, uh, have you noticed more of an emphasis on Seth Rollins, uh, s- since he's came back, or you feel like other people were like, okay, yeah, he gets some wins here, there, or he's, and he's still being held back?
0: Now, uh, I, you know what? I never really looked at Rollins as being held back. I, I think that there was a time where, and I think Rollins is a smart enough guy now, especially. I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's been there long enough. He's, he was the man for a while. He was, you know, uh, he kind of carried the torch there for a little bit before the injury after the injury. I mean, when, when you do have time away, it does, regardless, it, it does mature you. And, and I think that that's when you can kind of take a step back and start to appreciate the business end and not in what you can do. And then, like I always said, it's what you can not only do for other people, but do for yourself at, at the same time. And with that being said, I think that when he came back, It wasn't anything of like they they were holding him down. I think that he was just listen. He's got a lot of business ventures outside outside. You know, he's got a lot of things going on that way. He does a lot of PR work for WWE, and he was still you know trying to make and and was making something happen with mid mid card titles, tag team titles. You know, and in a way his his stuff was kind of getting interrupted with injuries. You know, first Dean, and then and then Roman, and then you know so. And and obviously there's no fault to, to anybody in that, but when you're you know so for Rollins character to kind of he you know you know him Roman and Dean all kind of kept getting lost in the shuffle because of each other's injuries and, and each other you know um, so all I mean all of that being said no I, I never I never thought he was being underutilized or, or left behind or I did I think that they you know he did what was asked he you know because just like Becky Lynch man and this is where I want to compare the two. And I and I've, I keep saying this, and I've you know I've said it for years on these things now. But the certain people, and this is why, I like you know, as much as people knock him, like Baron Corbin is going to always have a job there because he does what's asked. He does what he's what's 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 asked of him because he's there to make. He knows that if he makes other people better, he's also making himself better. Um, the same was like with Kane. You know, you look at all these other guys, but you know Becky and and um and you know Rollins both. This has been coming for a long time, man, you know, and it was just sooner or later when you know that you have that crowd you know, behind you, you know, eventually that window is going to open because either something like this, like there's there's potential competition on the horizon and, you know, you better start, you know, really pleasing the fans or, or, or whatever, you know, or even if it has nothing to do with anything, you know, related with with any other wrestling promotion out there, just in house. If you decide, you know what, now we're going to find we're finally going to run with Becky for a while. You always want to stay ready right. as a performer, and it, this is just a, a situation, Josh, where I think both talents, you know, including you know Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, no matter who you, we talk about with this right now, they absolutely, when when given the torch, ran with it. You know what I mean? And and right. and grab the brass rings or insert whatever analogy you want to hear. I mean, they they are the epitome of what it's like to you do for your company and get rewarded you know, tenfold in the end. And especially then when you're on top, Josh, you know, when you're on top and you are the man, you know, or, or the main title or whatever. And when you're consistent, it's hard to knock you down. They always say it's hard to get to the, once you're at the top, it's hard to stay there. And that's absolutely true. Unless you're consistent. Right. And right now they're pretty consistent and, and merch is consistent and everything, you know, everything that needs to be consistent is consistent. So
1: I'm not. Yeah. And, um, when you look at both shows, if if you had to ask anybody who's like the most consistent performers on both Raw and SmackDown, you would say Seth Rollins and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, you you could put Lado yeah. on that list too, though. Uh, you could put uh, uh, all. Of them oh, I don't disagree. List.
0: No, Charlotte. Isn't that, listen, Charlotte always, 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 always is is. On point you know she it, it's it's rare that you ever get even a minor you know slip up out of charlotte i i, I that's why i don't understand some of the vitriol that, that goes her way either i love this evil queen gimmick that she's running with it's gr- it's, it's great <laughs> um Man, I I didn't
1: know Everett was an actual town, but um, <laughs> Daniel uh, got a Daniel got a big uh, reception from his home state. That's um, so great! <laughs> <laughs> I never seen so many people excited for organic hemp in my life. So I, I thought
0: that was pretty cool. I have, um, but I've hung out in some different circles in my life. So. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, so Daniel Bryan is, uh, complaining about, uh, being in the Elimination Chamber match, and I guess if I was, like, a heel commentator on the show, I, I, I would say I would agree with him, because he's like, you, like, like, Grace is like, this is ridiculous, this man just came back from concussion issues, you're gonna put him in the chamber? <laughs> like, something like that, like, you can do that, but, um... Uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, problem on Tuesday Just gets better each week And we we talked about last week About the top five things that stood out In wrestling over the last couple months And the new Daniel Bryan
0: continues To outdo himself each week I like that he he made sure to say You know, it wasn't anybody there In the great state of Washington That, that they were they're very eco-friendly there It's for everybody else watching at home That doesn't understand I like that he had to make sure <laughs> You know, he deflected the cheers there That was, that was well done Very well done
1: yeah, man, he gets on a roll, man. It, it's funny because I was um I was doing his um, showcase mode on uh, 2K19 the other day, and they were showing his promos when uh, he lost the title to Sheamus, and he was like, no, 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 like the whole no movement, and he's just going on rants like he is right now.
0: <laughs> the guy's got it, man. It's, it's tremendous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's gold. He's gold. He's right now. And listen, I, I really think that this this is a good spot for Rowan too. Hmm. I do. It makes sense. Yeah.
1: Don't you boo my, don't what my intellectual peer. <laughs> that was so great.
0: <laughs> Quoting like novels and shit. It's, it's brilliant.
1: I oh mean, it, it really, what really got me hooked to is when you went after Vince about the, um, the um, baby boomer generation. I was like, there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut with that one. But speaking about, you know, excess. Um, I, I love Ambrose's line about EC3 because there was a little bit of excess baby oil going on. That was, yeah, that was, yeah, it, it was. There it was, it was a little over Patrick Bateman a little bit. Well,
1: uh, I mean, you could also say there's a lot of baby oil in that uh, heavy machinery group as well, but. Uh... <laughs>
0: I think that's cooking uh, grease. Cooking? <laughs> it's Crisco.
1: Probably. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, actually, because I find it interesting that Naya is on every single moment of bliss. It's, I guess it's her moment just to troll everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. No, Not enough people appreciate Naya. She is such a gem. It's so great.
1: Um, some people are assaulted like, "Why don't you let EC three talk?" <laughs> hey, so you want to know everything about EC three by by the moment? <laughs> like, I my friend Deadwood sent me the this the other day, and this is the creative geniuses that are out there that could look everything better than everybody. So somebody, Just bury your
0: friend you know, on on oh,
1: no, oh, not gosh. him. This is uh, not for, this is from somebody else. <laughs> oh, Okay,
0: I was like, oh man. No, that's your
1: good brother. Uh, no, I'm not gonna rip him. Uh, but I'll say this, Um uh, this, whoever, I forgot the Twitter account because it's so fucking stupid, the idea. So basically, they want to rehash part of the EC3 Dixie Carter thing from Impact, but be more of EC3 marrying Dixie Carter. Like, Dixie Carter's his wife, something like that. I was like,
0: Seriously, dude. In WWE, yeah. Why though? I I don't get. It. I don't think, and listen, this isn't anything against Dixie Carter, but I just don't think that enough people would care. You know, it, this isn't Eric Bischoff coming in from WCW. You know what I mean? Not, let's not let's not, not, not try to even. You know. And that's actually that's the comparison people are really have always tried to make about. Well, if Dixie Carter shows up on WWE, it's there's no comparison. Eric Bischoff it was was it was an enormous enormous name. People knew who the hell he was. Um, I, I just don't think Dixie Carter does anything for WWE, and that's nothing against her. I don't. You know, that's not. Again, it's just you have to think about the demographics, and and there's just a real small. I, I feel like pop, you know wrestling population. It's even gonna like get the reference, or you're gonna get the character, or or even give a shit. I think it, it would be better to put EC3 with somebody that's already there. Or, you know, if you're going him with the cougar older woman route, I guess is what you guys are laying out there. Um, maybe just bring back a legend or something like that. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't think you have to go bringing in Dixie Carter for non shock value. Non shock value. That's the keyword right there. Like dude, that'd be the worst build up. That'd be worse than the gobbledygooker. I I don't think that anybody. People would just be like, who? Oh, uh, uh, it's, it's like it's like bringing the jackal. Yeah, I don't know. No, yeah, no. Cyrus. <laughs> um, I like Cyrus. <laughs> I was in the minority, so I'm gonna shut my mouth on this one. Um. <laughs> uh, so I, I
1: guess we can all admit now that a moment of bliss is just going to be our weekly comedy segment on Ross. So. Absolutely. Yeah. It's keeping Alexa I,
0: Bliss on television.
1: Yeah. More Alexa Bliss, the better. Yes, indeed. Um, really cool. I wanted to mention some other stuff that's going on uh, outside of Raw and SmackDown. Uh, just to catch everybody up. So... Akira Tozawa will be fighting Buddy Murphy at the Elimination Chamber. So now these pay per views are featuring more cruiserweight title matches on the show. Uh, Buddy Murphy's doing the thing where he's gonna be like um, he's gonna be like Kenny Omega wise in the 205 live show, long title ring, but having good matches in between. Um, Akira Tozawa's is a good wrestler, so I, I, I think that'll be a good match at the Chamber. Um, by the way, Walter uh, the big acquisition for NXT UK Walter he is the man. <laughs> and he probably has my favorite wrestling theme song that came out in the past year. Or so, Pretty uh, I, I am a sucker for classical music and his song fits his character so perfectly. I, I, I like Walter a lot. He's, he's really good. Um, what else I was going to mention? Um, Oh, NXT. So they did this world's collide tournament uh, during World Rumble weekend, right? So you have people from 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK. It's, it was a pretty long tournament. It was like 16 matches. I I, I actually uh, put some time into it because I've been off of work for about a week and a half uh, with some stuff going on at the tattoo shop. So I've had some time to put some time into other Mother things. Mother Nature gotcha. <laughs> yeah, she it. gotcha. I got got. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I was able to uh, uh, document that tournament really quick So Velveteen Dream wins He he won the tournament being Tyler Bate in the finals So whoever won the tournament, they got to choose uh, To fight a champion this choosing from whatever brand uh, So he decided that he's going to go after Johnny Gargano At the NXT uh, North American Championship uh, So that's what came out of NXT last night And I'm trying to see what else I could point out here, uh, real quick. Oh, Austin Aries and Sammy Callahan were training barbs on Twitter the other day. Um, you know, Sammy Callahan is the, you want to talk about outlaws? That guy doesn't give a shit who you are. (laughs) He just runs his mouth. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he calls himself the draw now, and he's like one of the bigger stars on Impact now. And Austin Aries was pissed off that, Uh, Sam Callahan took minutes Out of his pay-per-view main event Time slot um, When uh, Austin Aries was still with the company And he was the champion So they were going back and forth on Twitter I thought that was pretty interesting Um, And then Finally, outside of WWE I wanted to mention Oh, yeah The New Japan Cup is coming up soon So yeah, more tournaments (laughs) More tournaments, peeps more and more tournaments and more and more shows these days, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I have I haven't got a chance to watch uh, Women of Wrestling yet. I haven't. Uh, I heard it's good. I heard it's cool. Uh, I I don't have access to TV, so I don't get to watch
0: it each week. You have so. to appreciate campy. You know what I mean. You have to appreciate that campy humor that um, you know, if you're a like, it really is reminiscent of the original glow and, and, and to some degree. But you really again have to like not take wrestling too serious. If you're going to watch women of wrestling, I, I have to keep emphasizing that. Otherwise you're going to hate it. Um, but you're, i I speak of from realms where one of my favorite m- movies is called poultry iced. So, you know, I'm a little bit of a strange dude. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, so what was I going to mention uh really quick from raw? I forgot. Um, Oh, I remember um, Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle was uh, teasing his retirement uh, thing on Raw this Monday. Out comes Baron Corbin and IQ. This leads into a thing with him and McIntyre and Braun Strowman. Um, I don't know where this thing's going. Maybe this is Angle's lead up to a WrestleMania match with McIntyre one on one, and then um, Angle goes on his merry way. It's something I could see happening. Uh, I think they want to put an emphasis on Drew McIntyre, so even if he's not fighting for one of the main titles, uh, Drew McIntyre could fight Kurt Angle at WrestleMania, and Braun Strowman uh, takes out Baron Corbin, and he gets his revenge there. So uh, that's
0: how I see things going on. What do you think about that? No, I can see that. I like that. Um you know, I, I think obviously this is leading up to, to a WrestleMania match where he could probably have like a final match at WrestleMania. And I don't even want to say final match, but you know, just maybe like a final like program, you know, uh, right. where like you know he might come back for little spots here and there. But um, yeah. So I know listen, and I agree with everything you said there. So I don't really want to try and like add any more like uh, salt into the ingredients. Yeah. So what I wanted to say about Raw is that you know, man, like I'm not, I'm I'm not necessarily sold yet that that Dean Ambrose is leaving WWE. I mean, I've seen, I, haven't been, I haven't been sold either. Even after the article. I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I don't want to try and play like whatever, but th- again, this is the fun of it and who knows. Um, but I think this is where a lot of us are already starting to work ourselves into a corner and book ourselves into a corner because we think this, that or the other things going to happen. And you know, I, I don't right now I'm not, I mean, because right now, Josh, like, okay, so, Yes, you know, they're saying Dean versus is leaving, you know, whatever, you know, so. But where does Renee, does Renee go to? Does she stay? Does she, you know, what happens with her? But I'm sure that's a totally different story. She's there, you know, she really only travels to Raw, so it's, you know, Raw and the pay per views or whatever. But right. on the flip side of it, so now the whole Finn Balor stuff, you know, like they're just trolling fans at this point, and we're just eating right out of their palms, you know. Credit yeah. to both WWE and AEW, honestly, like they're both. Doing such a fan, and right now it's four eighteen p.m. on the East Coast on February the seventh. So we don't, you know, this is before uh, the double or nothing press conference. So we have no idea what's being talked about there, who's being introduced, anything like that yet. So this is going to sound very dated, like the minute that we publish it. Right. But (laughs) but, you know, but I do, I I do really right now think that both promotions are, whether we realize it or not, I, I. you know, Josh, and we're going to talk about you know all, all elite wrestling here in a second, but and I'm sure before before we close up, but I think there's actually more of a, I think, and I could I could be completely wrong, but I do think that there's more of a brother and sisterhood between locker rooms where, but, you know, what, I'm not necessarily saying some of the higher ups in maybe WWE, but maybe, but. I think that, you know, both locker rooms, both AEW and WWE, are pulling for each other to succeed. I don't think there's like, there's ever going to be like bad blood between these two companies like the fans want there to be. You know, I think, I actually think the fans are going to make this more of a feud than either company has to. And I think both companies are realizing, wow, we can actually not, you know, obviously not work together, but because they're so, they're going to compete against one another, but, or, you know, but, or, you know, attempt to compete against one another, but, um, it's still, I think they both know it's like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, it it's back to, let's see who can one up each other. And it's all again, beat a dead horse. It's all best for business, you know? So I don't, I think that WWE isn't as, they wouldn't be as hesitant to tease departures as they maybe would have been in the nineties because they know that they're still, you know, their, their numbers are still going up. Their numbers are still going up. So we can say this. We can say that. Ratings don't matter, guys anymore. Like, you know, no, no, we don't watch it live. Not, you know, it's a rare, small percentage that watches wrestling live, and and even so, a lot of people that are watching it live are still fast forwarding through the commercials on a DVR, and that doesn't give a Nielsen rating anyway. So, if so facto, you know, um, let's just call it like it is. Like, yes, I, I understand that they matter to a degree, but they're they're almost. It's at that point where like Radio Shacks were still hanging on for a while too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I don't know, but that's that's where you know. i mean yeah, but that's just where I'm going with with Dean, man. Because I actually, I really thought you know Dean was cool on on Monday night. He had a nice like, little sort of promo coming out and interrupting everything. And you know, this could just lead to an angle of frustration. Where who knows? You know, who knows? It may, maybe he does lead. Maybe he doesn't. But I just, I, I, I hate that. You know, the one thing I realized Monday night was I hate that people are already getting so far ahead of themselves. That oh Finn Balor must be leaving, uh, you know the Good Brothers must be leaving. Uh, this person, like everyone, must be leaving. Ray Orton's leaving. <laughs> Lesnar's leaving, you know. And and listen, We're it's leaving. <laughs> and some are. And let's let's not get it twisted. Obviously, some are. And but that's like let's let it all happen first, guys. Like my God, <laughs> let's let at least this second uh, press conference, which is going to be killer. So once again, once people listen to this, it's going to sound dated, but um, you yeah, know we'll go from there. Yeah. It's uh, it's the uh, the um good old
1: fashioned. Oh, my one relationship didn't work out, and I'm gonna make everything to make sure that this guy is <laughs> right for me. Yada yada yada. You know, this 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 this, uh, this entity is perfect. There's no flaws to it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be uh, dubbed again or got like you mentioned earlier. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna be made look a fool again like. You only make
0: yourself a fool when you keep trying to push something more than what it is. Right, right, right. That's why I like you know, like I said, I like I love how they're doing it and, and how they're teasing little things like on being the elite this week. Like the, the little subtleties of at the very end, the, the Kenny Omega spot where uh ah, go class I'm gonna go to classic character. I think it's Claren and, and I forget fucking I forget the dude's name Wow. I'm disappointed at myself. But then at the last minute, he switched it over to Claire, which was supposed to be like the newer, his new mission instead of going with the classic mission. So, you know, <laughs> cause it, and he said that, and that. So I don't know. What does that mean? Does that mean Kenny shows up? Which he probably does. It makes, it would make absolute sense for him to show up there today. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I, the one thing that I hope that we get, um, well, let's, we'll, we'll talk AEW in a second. Let's, let's, we'll, we'll pull something from SmackDown, brother. What else other than, than Becky and, and Dan O'Brien, uh, pull something else from SmackDown that you really like this week.
1: I really like the Usos promo. I'm going to be playing that at the beginning. For sure. It was good, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be playing that at the beginning of the show this week. Um, So, yeah. So, the Usos are going to fight Shane and uh, Miz at the Elimination Chamber. So, that's going to be the SmackDown tag title match at Chamber, right? So, I think it's cool. And (laughs) I, I, I thought this was a nice little touch. McMiz TV. Did you see that?
0: Yeah, I saw it. I just didn't <laughs> want to bring it up. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, because now we're in a McDonald's situation where everything is like, I just I think, want chicken I nuggets. Think
1: I think there's a reason for that though. It, I find it very interesting how fast this chamber pay-per-views because think about it. It's a week from this Sunday. And we're just coming off the heels of the rubble. I think some people are still trying to even like digest and come out of that whole rumble weekend, even still, uh, this time this week, you know? So I have a feeling that with the fact that they brought Ms. Dad to say that he's proud of him and this and that, this this partnership's not lasting that much longer. It's No, not.
0: no, God, no. no.
1: Um, I know it's early for predictions, but I, don't be surprised if the Miz uh, attacks Shane at the chamber. Something – some the Usos are going to bring us something personal during this Miz TV segment next week. I can see it. it, it, it Scenes are going to start there. So I really thought that the promo the Usos had – they always cut good promos. They're they, – Especially when they made so this solid. character change a couple of years ago, they've been on point with
0: their promos. Remember, that was always my complaint, dude. We we actually yeah. booked uh, like a dream card years ago on your show. And I said the Usos versus the Young Bucks and everybody was like, uh, uh, not the Usos. And it was like, yo, don't, don't hamper them because they were in the paints at the time. You know what I mean? And in the neons, that wasn't their <laughs> – they, they were doing what – again, they were doing what they were told. Man. They were just doing their job. Um, you can't take away what they were doing, you know, inside the ring. And no, man, promo wise, they're always solid. I always look forward to to an Uso segment. Uso's always get me hyped up too. Um, I listen. I like Naomi and Carmella's little tandem this week. Yeah, I I like that was cool. The fabulous glow. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was alright. To it, it was cool. You know, I I find this chamber match for the women uh, pretty interesting because. Like, besides Sasha and Bailey, you don't have the bigger, bigger-name women stars in there. But I don't think that's a bad thing either, though. Like, I saw some people were like, oh, why are you wasting the chair for these women in there? Well, it's not about the women who are in the match. It's about crowning
0: a championship. Plus, it's – you know what? I mean, this is almost the lay cool factor of it, of you want to make sh- – and I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but I feel like you want to make sure – your first tag team, and you guys know probably where I'm going with this. Your first women's tag team shouldn't just be two people that they threw together. Like, um, I know you guys aren't going to like this, but but Sasha and Bailey, for example. Ultimately, right. we know there were two singles stars that that can each go for the championship title anytime they want to. Realistically, right? Right. When you have a team like the Iconics, that they're so they remind me so much of L.A. Cool, you know. And what Lay Cool did with the belt, how they broke it, there was like the friendship necklace or whatever. And then they took the title and broke it in half or whatever. Um, I don't know, man. It just, I, I, I feel like they would be a cool team to, to run with at first. And I don't, I don't really care about the, the popularity over popularity. They, they draw heat from the crowd. Um, you know, then you can have your happy, go lucky story or whatever, but I would just like to see it like an actual tag team win the first one, you know, or listen, Mandy Rose and Sonya is another one on the list that I would love to see. Um, for, mainly because I want to see Corey Graves' reaction. Not gonna lie. No, I, <laughs> I, no, we, we're listen. We're, we're big Sonya fans here. Uh, my you know my daughter really looks up to Sonya Deville for a lot of different reasons, and uh, so we always you know we always pull for Sonya and, and Mandy. Um, I, I, I pull for Corey Graves' commentary all the time. So I mean, it's it's the perfect storm of, of everything that we love here in a daily household. So, um, I'm trying to think of who else is in this on the on the uh, on the Raw side.
1: Oh, didn't didn't Byron say this week? Are you only going to talk about Mandy Rose <laughs> during this? Session? He's like, Thanks. yep,
0: <laughs> yep, yeah. There was something. They always try to call him out every week for it, but um, it's it gets better and better every week. I don't blame them though. <laughs> it's great, and it's funny that people get so mad about it online. You have a wife. Well, it's 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 a character, man. Like it's, it's right. It's like come on. <laughs> But what do you think of the angle where they're spinning it around? How how they're saying it's, it was Naomi's fault and Naomi was bullying them and and it caused her to or, like go through all this emotional distress and lose her boyfriend. as the revenge factor. And what do you think I, about that? I thought it's, I just thought
1: it's interesting that they actually brought up tough enough into the thing that they actually went back to tell the original story and you know. I liked it. Even watching that uh, season of Tough Enough, a lot of the performers, not just the judges, but, like, the in-house talent that would come in, were kind of, like, salty towards the uh, Tough Enough contestants on the show. I remember uh, uh, some—I forgot what it was, but there there were certain wrestlers that were salty towards the Velveteen Dream. Think about that. Velveteen Dream was in the same Tough Enough class
0: as uh, Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya Deville. That's Um, crazy. See, I didn't watch that year. I really should have, but— I like, There's just so much going on. All
1: right. This is a good way to get uh, hours. This is a good way to uh, everybody to go check out the podcast uh, and subscribe to our channel. I uploaded an interview I did with the Veltine dream when he got eliminated uh, for tough enough. It's I put it up yesterday on our channel. So if you want to listen to that, uh, this Type in the Who's Pockets on iTunes. The the cool thing about Anchor now, I can put any episode I want on there. So we don't have any limit issues. So this is a a blessing here. So if you want to hear my old interview I did back in 2014, I think, with Veloteen Dream, go check it out. It's pretty cool. Dipping into the archives. I like it, man. I like it. The archives, man. Patrick <laughs> Clark. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny about him? He used all like into marketing his own brand and stuff. Yeah, he called his uh, Periscope chats Patrick Scope.
0: Like <laughs> There is no listen, there is no Patrick Clark. It's a, there is only Dream. Yeah, that's, There that's is right. only the Dream. There is no Patrick right. Clark.
1: Yeah. Um, what else stood out from SmackDown to you?
0: Ah, uh, man, yeah, I mean I I like the whole like you know, scuffle they did at the end. Usually, I'm not big on you know setting up the whole elimination chamber matches. You know, they always have to have the the conflict where every you know combatant is in the ring at one time. Um, yeah, I, I thought they did it in a really cool way this time. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. You know what? I I, I like how they are building up the chamber. Um, and just Daniel Bryan again keeps you know sticking out to me. But I, I do like how they're building up the chamber. I think they're building up a really nice pay per view is for what's supposed to be a filler or an in between. Um, there's a lot of nice little spots in it that I think, you know, um, now that we don't have the NFL around to distract us, and I don't mean not obviously to distract all of it, you know, but it it is a distraction because like when you're watching football all day for eight hours and you're going to try and watch a four hour pay-per-view. Well, let me correct. You can't tell me that doesn't wear on you, you know,
1: it's a distraction because you're not watching the game. You're watching the stupid fucking squares that you put your money in. (laughs) You're watching your fantasy football score. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> impotent <laughs> change it <laughs> damn it <laughs> None um of you
0: care about your favorite teams you only care about your fantasy teams because you're fickle fickle fickle, fickle. i always start players against the raiders so i'm not gonna i'm just as fickle <laughs> <laughs> oh man
1: i i really enjoyed the uh mustafa Ali uh randy orton match I, mm-hmm. I thought that was really good i like uh, this promo backstage
0: too I've actually really been enjoying his promos a lot. Like, I think I'm I'm glad that I, I actually really thought Cedric Alexander was going to get more of the main roster rub. Um, and it's not that I'm glad because I listen, I, I love them both. I, people are going to take that the wrong way yeah. in an oversensitive 2019. But I really am glad that, that Mustafa Ali kind of got the got the push first. Um, I think just because we were, it came it came a little more out of nowhere, It was a little more organic. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: By the way, I'm grabbing my phone for a reason because we have uh, our weekly uh, Tiny Dick Syndrome moment of the week that oh, I'm going to bring up here before uh, we go into uh, AEW talk to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, so this week's TDS moment of the week brought to you by, you know, Wrestling Twitter, where you, where it's the home of TDS. Um,
0: as soon, soon tech- as Wrestling Twitter became a thing, like a phrase, I remember looking and seeing him going, oh, this is, it's all downhill from here
1: yeah thank god i didn't come up with that uh saying or dub. the fact that that's a real thing is just absolutely mind-blowing uh how people are not losing iq points by the second oh they are You know. all are
0: yeah What this chirping in the background this is actually like an experiment just to see if anybody starts wigging out
1: yeah the ne the neophytes in your uh guess yeah, yeah right uh. <laughs> Um, Alright so here we go The This week's TDS moment of the week Brought to you by Wrestling Twitter uh, Says it's a travesty That Mandy Rose Of all people are fighting For the inaugural Smackdown women's title The fact that we have a woman Who's not even tall as Sable or And as less attractive As Sable at that point Adds more to the fact That she's not worthy of being in this match In the first place
0: I don't understand why Sable has to get brought into it, and I don't. And again, there's another scenario where it was cool for Sable to beat up Men, but why isn't it for Nia Jax? Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, not to keep throwing examples out there, but um, I, I, here's another thing I, I just I guess I don't get, man. Like I don't I don't understand why Sable's the reference point, but you know I think Trish is more of a, a comparison to to Mandy Rose, but yes, it's, this is also different. She, we're we're talking about the tag team titles, right? Yes. Okay. So she's in. A, she's been in a tag team the entire time. She's been up there, um, or she's been on on one of the Raw or SmackDown rosters. Uh, I, I think that's that does that just doesn't make. I don't understand. I think that that's. I think that's just that. Josh, people just put stuff out there for people to react against, and that's all that is. Yeah. That, that's ultimately what that that whatever tweet you just read, whomever it came from, or whatever you know, outsourced uh you know troll hey, farm put it out there it's it's me, it's, it's ultimately just to get a good reaction
1: let me ask you something like is a sheep a lazy way to describe like somebody like latching onto that type of thing or is there a different way to like like
0: explain it you know no nah, i mean i'm done with the whole sheep thing look everyone calls each other sheep it, in a way everybody is like, everybody that's why that's why i'm asking this is yeah it, like, it's it's like, it's all tribalism man it's all everybody just you know it's it's feed it's it it is once again feeding I guess either someone's own narrative or because first of all I don't understand who wouldn't want Mandy Rose in this match that's that's beyond me um, yeah. but listen she works really well in the ring.
1: Yeah, she's a good wrestler. You guys do not
0: give her enough credit for what she does in the ring. And they ha- they kind of have a you know they call them fire and desire, but and you know here's the the, the old WCW. This kind of reminds me of an old like vicious and delicious kind of tag team, the old um, <laughs> the Scott Norton Buff Bagwell tag team. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. obviously a little, but it's just it, it, kind of the same way. It's you know you 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 know you're, you're you have your your striker character. You know you're more of like you know you're more of like your strike fighter. And you have like the the sex symbol kind of thing, you know, and so you have like your finesse and your strength. That's is that's old school tag teams, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Just checking. by the way, um, maybe that's why it's sensible to <laughs> me. I don't know.
1: Speaking of WCW, this random note here, I got followed the other day by uh, Scotty Riggs. That guy would have been a good third member of uh, Heavy Machinery.
0: Oh God, we got to keep bringing him up. <laughs> Again, I live around people just like that. Like, this is, that's Western Pennsylvania. That's, that's this, that's seriously, that's Beaver County. Represent.
1: Alright, let me ask you this. Like, for Sam Callahan, does he remind you of people who live in Ohio? Cause his whole gimmick and, uh, impact is OVE, Ohio versus everything. Yeah, I could see it for sure.
0: Yeah? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I know some dudes that, that, that are pretty wild off kilter good dudes great dudes um from Ohio, but yeah that's an interesting doesn't place ohio, I, say, my, I like his his character is spot on like it's it's you know yeah. it. does
1: ohio and west virginia just blend in with each other or no
0: um the panhandle yes once you get past the panhandle you feel like if you've <laughs> seen long turn there's a reason why I, th- I think that movie's based in west virginia right there's yes. there's a reason why it's 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 a frightening, frightening place. You you don't really want to veer off. Um Jamie, right. that's Jamie Noble, I guess. Or Ace Slater. Jamie Noble. <laughs> or DJ Z, isn't that what was that dude, DJ Z? Is he still a thing? Oh DJ Z Ma yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from I believe he was from uh he lived in Weird in West Virginia for a while. Um, which is in the panhandle, like Maybe a half hour from, from you know Pittsburgh from where I'm at right now. I, I
1: found out that Ricochet's is from Kentucky, so I guess it, the, the
0: triad, you can mix all of them together. Don't you ever link us in with, you can link Ohio in with Kentucky, but don't but you dare. But you're from
1: Pennsylvania, you're not from Ohio. We
0: don't, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but you kind of said like there's a factor there. No, we don't border Kentucky. We border New York and we border New Jersey <laughs> and we border, we're Northeast. Don't start blending us into that Midwest bullshit, man. No. Mm-mm. I, I, the only
1: reason I don't blend them here because they're an hour ahead of us. That's the only yeah, reason. right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I could say the same thing about Indiana, but it's
0: practically right next to my state. <laughs> Indiana is frightening, yeah. man. It is. It's like everything about everything it's about the movie like Get that Out
1: area you do not want to be in for yeah, a certain I,
0: amount of time. Mm-hmm. It was, it was all Get Out. I was like, yeah, we, we got to get out of here.
1: I remember you telling me about it on your way over here, just how
0: fucked up it is. It was wild, man. It was different.
1: All right, let's wrap this thing up. Let's talk a little bit about AEW. Tonight, they got their uh, press rally for the Double or Nothing event at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Man, they haven't done a show at that venue since I was six years old. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I think it was a WCW pay-per-view they did in um at in Vegas when they were still making money at that time. Um so double or nothing, the follow-up to All In, we got this AEW brand. I find it interesting that they're doing it on Thursday. Maybe I'm looking too much into it. Um just really quick for you, like, do you have a preference on what day
0: this AEW show will come on if it is weekly? Um. No. No. Not for me. No. I mean, because everything gets DVR'd anyway, and and no disrespect to any company out there, it's I there isn't necessarily an order I watch things in. Yeah, we don't um, go by your schedule. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like, I mean, there's weeks where I watch SmackDown before I watch Raw, like, and it's just however you know it falls. So I I am just I'm honestly what what I'm hoping for out of this is I I do hope that they are announcing a television deal if that's one of the things they're announcing. Man, I, to me. I don't care what day of the week it is. I don't care what time slot it is. Really, you know what I mean. I have a DVR. That's why we pay the money for it. And and you know, realistically, I think they know that. I, I think they know that. You know, right now, um, they get that from they get that from being the elite, right? You yes. know, mm-hmm. so they they understand. You know, twenty minute bursts. I mean, they they really have us watching half hour shows. You know, television shows are twenty three minutes long. Twenty or a half hour when you include all the commercials. Typically your sitcom, your whatever, it's, it's 22, 23 minutes long. And they're, that's what typically being elite is. Right. So they're already running half hour shows, you yeah. know, without <laughs> rest, without a wrestling, you know, actual wrestling matches attached to it. So in a way they're already laying the groundwork, you know? Um, so a TV deal dude for me would that would be, that would be exciting for me. That That's one thing I would like to see come out of it. Okay. Can, can Papa Buck, uh, make all this
1: entrance stonks? <laughs> Uh, I'll be down for that. <laughs> and by the way, if he needs help, I could uh, maybe play some uh, acoustic rhythm guitar in the
0: background. <laughs> I'm, I'm free to help out. <laughs> they wouldn't want me going near any sort of musical instrument. so Or a microphone for that matter. <laughs> a voice for hire.
1: <laughs> but I don't want to get people like – like, super, like, I don't care. (laughs) Why why should I care if people get offended? People will get offended if you blink at somebody these days, for God's sakes. Um, I have a feeling Ryback's going to be on this thing.
0: It would make sense for it being in Vegas. I'd be, oh, dude. And I actually think, again, I I think that would be a good spot for him because he's got so many outside business ventures that he wants to dip into. Let's face it, Ryback is a guy that... You can love him or hate him, and 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 I don't care what anybody says about him. You at least have to respect the fact that he is his own person. He, you know, he be, he yeah. he walks to the beat of his own drummer. Whether you like it or don't like it, this is a man that is self-made. He went to WWE. You know, he didn't like the way they handled it, and at the time, everybody blamed Ryback. You know, just you know, and, and it, everybody thought it was strange that I was getting Ryback's back at the time. You know, um, but I think it's a, I actually think it would be a, a nice fit for him, man. Um, because there is a draw factor to him. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. There, I do think that there is a draw factor, and I think the problem with WWE is a lot of times you're overexposed. And Ryback in smaller doses, or where he's not as limited to a PG audience, might be a completely different character, right? Because like Batista TV fourteen versus Batista TV PG is a little different, right?
1: Yeah, it, it, it's different, but also as a performer, you should be
0: versatile to perform in whatever television rating you're on. No, absolutely. I, I know I agree with that. I agree with that, but I think that some people um when you look at can you imagine George Carlin having to strip some of his material down so that there was less programming? Yeah. I, I get your point. You you yeah. see what I mean and I'm not, yeah. you know, and, and I think that Ryback is a guy that if he had, because intensity was his big thing, right? I'm not saying like everybody should go out there and it should be profanely, you know, everything should be profanely laden and, and and all that kind of stuff. But Ryback, because of the intensity factor with him, I think I don't know, man. I actually think he could work in in AEW. I do, man. I really do. I'd be okay with it. And again, with it being in Vegas, it makes sense. The only thing I do not want from this, and we're gonna wrap this up in a couple minutes. I do not want to see the Disco Inferno. <laughs> On this fucking thing. <laughs> Man, no. listen, I mean, no. Delete, I, delete. I know, delete, I know, but delete. I don't. I never knock a hustle. That's the thing. I'll never knock a hustle, even though it. Oh yeah, he's a, so a, guy chauvinistic, who, I, but, a guy
1: who hires women for his uh strip club in Vegas.
0: Yeah, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I mean, if he's running a strip club, though, you gotta hire somebody. Somebody got to do the hiring. <laughs> so good. you think
1: Jericho's gonna be there? Is he just more than a performer? Is he actually going to be like the hype marketing
0: guy um, along with Cody in them? You know what? I think that he could be there. But in a way, I, I almost think that this should be about maybe whoever else to bring it. Actually, I'm good with it either way. I think he absolutely he, – you're never going to not want Chris Jericho around, right? He, he's right. always going to add to the show. So if you're asking me, I, you know, I'd love for him to be there. Um, I heard um, he's doing a second cruise. That would be cool. Yeah. That's cool. Listen, and and why not? And that's where that's good for. And again, this is great for all wrestling guys. This is, this is a good thing. This is a really, really good thing.
1: Uh, any, uh, final thoughts of this before we head out this week, good brother?
0: No, man. I just, you know what? Um, it's good to see, I was watching a little bit of, of, you know, them walking around, uh, the arena up there and, and, you know, kind of mapping out the place and, um, I, I'm interested to see, you know, what the announcements are. So as soon as we're done taping them, you know, the, the press conference starts like in like two hours or something. So everything we talked about is already null and void, but, um, you know, I, I, I think they already announced that they, uh, have another, uh, uh, athlete in the women's division. Um, I think they, you know, I, I want to see maybe a couple more signings. Um, but again, man, I'm not, I, I don't need too much too quick, you know, um, everything that they're doing, I, I feel like, they're just giving us little morsels here and there, and that's that's really what's making this work. You're you're really building that that the, the foreplay is serious with this one. Yeah. So, <laughs> about, <laughs> but, by a, the way, I,
1: I I like Conrad Thompson. I think he's a cool dude, and I speaking about hustling and entrepreneuring. You know, game oh year, yeah, for sure. He does he does a great job with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he's actually like hired, like he he's a part of this company. Um, I don't know if we need him to be like the master of ceremonies <laughs> for all these like press conferences. You know what I mean?
0: Right, right, right. Like
1: I want to know. Like, is, 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 there's only so much you could do with like what you're doing wrestling wise. Like, who who's gonna be the announcers? Who's gonna be like the ring announcers? Like, who's who's the actual hype people? On the scene, because it's not going to be like all in where every AEW show you need to have Cody and the Young Bucks welcome everybody to the show on the stage every single week. It's gonna it's gonna get old really quick. You know, would so. you?
0: You know, I, I, um, yeah. Well, you know, what? I, I don't know if it would though. I mean, if they if they were signing exciting people and figuring out ways to kind of build hype for matches, they're, they're doing it in an old school prize fighter kind of. When you look at it, you know, like when when Pac came out to to confront Hangman, that was that was kind of old school, like boxing, like someone coming, you know, that um, and and they're they're making it work. So I I don't know, man, until they have an event where I feel like, whatever, I'm going to I'm just going to keep like the the open mindset that, that, you know, they're they know what they're doing. They're doing the right things. And, you know, I'm not going to now I'm not going to dick ride it like some people are doing out there. Uh, but at the same time, I'm going to stay just as excited about it, you know, just like I'm not going to, or I never overly criticize WWE, you know, I talk about what I like. So, um, that's, but that's, I, you know, right now I'm, I'm totally digging what they do. Now. And I, I actually think that, you know, maybe the, they had what a press conference in January. Now here's February. You know, I wouldn't mind them doing one a month, you know, leading up until, you know, maybe double or nothing. And then maybe, you know, a TV deal happens after Double or Nothing. You know, maybe that's when it officially starts. You know, I don't know. Um, All I
1: want to see tonight is if, like, they add any more matches to this pay-per-view and if they actually have any, like, partnerships with other wrestling companies as far as, like, what which talents uh, which talents could be on the shelves or whatever you know right 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 something like that
0: like PWG uh, I, or I, something like that or yeah
1: I know they announced that uh, Pentagon and uh, Phoenix is going to be on AEW and also uh, I saw that Jimmy Havoc
0: news I saw across. Jimmy Havoc yeah I, I, I forgot to bring that up I'm excited about that um, I did say see the handshake agreement. The Penta, and that's funny too because okay, so just and I'm always like to tie this in, and this is why wrestling is in such a good place right now. And for anybody who thinks that wrestling is dead and the business is dead, and whatever and whatever everything's going on, this is why everything is needed and important. Obviously, I always say my daughter would never got into to wrestling if it wasn't for WWE because it's the easiest for children to digest. But now, so we're watching Being Elite the other day. And I was like, oh, you know, when when, Pen, you know, when Pentagon Jr. was in the ring, I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's the guy that Jericho was dressed up at. And she was like, yeah, that's Penta. Like, not even Pentagon Jr. She's like, yeah, that's it's Penta. I remember from all in. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Not going to lie, man. I couldn't remember his name at first, right? I was like, oh, man. Because it's like when it was heated at the moment things, I was trying to explain it to her. And, like, you freeze, right? It's, you know. And she was like, yeah, don't worry about it. I got it, Daddy. I'm like, okay. So, again, my daughter, like, just – Re- instantly recognizing Pentagon Junior, who na- na- how many nine-year-olds are going to be? You know what I mean? Like it's the business yeah. is in an okay place. It's 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 good right now.
1: You know, a lot of people older than us will be like a lot of people from our generations are naive and slow to certain things about life.
0: Not these kids, man. They they get onto things pretty quick. Like I said, man, it, it, it's it's wow. My daughter pauses and like she'll watch matches sometimes in slow mode just to see how they're initiating moves, they're taking moves, how they're like, you know, you know, really selling, like, you know, helping each other out. Like she, like I I reached out to a friend of mine, um, that you guys should really all start following big wavy, uh, at Roy Johnson, you know, on Twitter. But, um, you know, we were just talking, I was like, it's crazy. man. like, she, it's not like she just watches, like she's like wants to learn, you know? And, and I don't know if, I don't know if, they didn't open up, you know. If they didn't just totally knock down the fourth wall like they did, and when everyone said, "Well, you know, kayfabe's dead, so now wrestling's dead," I, I don't think so. I think maybe to a certain generation, maybe maybe it was dead because they couldn't put they couldn't separate kayfabe and in, in, in reality. You know what I mean? Right. But um, I think there's a there's a good portion of the rest of us that can appreciate the characters and the people that are playing the characters and, and the differences between them. And it is, it, I'm not going to lie, man. It was like a cool little moment as a father that like, like, you know, the first time I noticed that she was doing it, but she, she'll do it a lot, you know, with, with a lot of different spots and matches and stuff. And, you know, that's one of the cool things when you know that somebody's not just passionate about something, you know, you know, they don't like it just because, Oh look, it's, it's a cool, whatever type of show. They're, they're really learning like the little nuances and just even if, she never does anything with it, which, you know, whatever. It's just, it's, it's fun to know that my daughter cares that much about something that she's interested to learn. Right. So it's cool. But the business uh-huh. is dead. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> dying, dying a slow, slow death, my man. Uh, how will ever, how, how will ever last? We well, don't know, but, um, Really quick, guys, I wanna say this really quick before we head out. Make sure to um, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify and Stitcher. Please do us a favor. Um you don't have to write an interview if you don't want to, but um, please, if you do listen to the show, leave us a rating. Just let us know where we are with the podcast right now. I'm happy that we're able to get these shows back on all these like stream platforms for you guys to eat, get the access to it, because sometimes YouTube can be kind of shady, and like sometimes their infrastructure doesn't work with their apps and stuff. I can test this because I do listen to a lot of stuff on YouTube, and they're hit hidden mess, and, miss. and uh, I know a lot of the content creators are kind of pissed off that they took, like, monetizing off their uh, channels, and uh, I've been doing YouTube videos since 2013, and I feel like YouTube is holding money back for myself <laughs> for some stuff I upload. I was looking at the channel, it's like, it's crazy. We're close to almost 50,000 views, like, with the number of, like, podcasts we put on there just a total of all the stuff I put in there from the past. It's crazy. I never thought like a hundred people would even care what I had to say, <laughs> let alone that many people. And you've YouTube done a lot is, of good work over the years. It's going to shitty <laughs> along the way. But um, yeah, make sure to subscribe to the pockets and leave us a rating. We want to know how you feel about the show. Let us know how you, what you like about the show. If anything changes, uh, we'll keep you guys updated as the weeks go by. But again, every Wednesday, I'm going to be uploading a old radio view, radio radio interview that I did like yesterday. We did with the Velveteen Dream. You can check out the interview. I don't know who'll be next. You never know. So <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll keep adding some more content on the podcast. And uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. You can follow me on Twitter at Twitter and Instagram at the Who's Podcast. Make sure to follow Adam on Instagram Adam Daily Thirteen. And uh, we'll. We're excited for you guys to listen to the show. Um, I was talking about this with Adam uh, before we came on air today. Like, we had this little stretch where we had Fastlane coming up and coming off the heels of the chamber. So, there's going to be some dead weeks in wrestling Uh, that that always happens before WrestleMania. So, one of these episodes, we're going to do something where we're just going to, like, grab a bunch of questions and then we'll ask for ourselves, just kind of a way for you guys to get to know us and do a little something different here on the podcast. So uh, I'm looking forward to doing that episode and um, thank you guys so much for uh, checking out the show, man. So for the clown prince, I am Joshie. Thank you guys so much for checking out episode 142 of the Hoots podcast. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.